I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. I am so happy that you are here and I would love for you to take a quick second and click like and hit subscribe. It is so important to help this podcast continue. And if you love what you're hearing on the podcast, you can continue to get cool stuff. All you have to do is go to beufindhappy.com and join the movement. Penelope, I am so excited to have you on the Be You Find Happy podcast today. And uh, just full disclosure, this is, is going to be one of the first times in 80 some odd episodes that I am going into this episode with no show notes. And oh, wow. Yes. And the reason is because uh, you're going to talk about energy and I wanted this to be energetically very uh, free and flowing. Oh, I love that. And it's great that we're going to talk about energy right now because I have been doing a tremendous amount of research on 5D ascension. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that we can dive into a lot of that kind of conversation today. Cause a lot of my listeners have been experiencing ascension symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, so I'm hopeful that we can kind of talk about that in terms oh, yes. of energy. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's funny because uh, somebody somebody moved out of my office space and I feel right now, like my energy is not quite right. So maybe, so maybe by the end of this podcast episode, yep. the energy in this space will feel better too. I think it will. I think it will probably even sooner than the end. How about that? <laughs> I hope so. I'm sending you positive light energy right now, Michaela. Oh, receiving. Oh, Can you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do in the way of energy and just all about who you are? Amazing things. Uh, Huffington Post contributor. I I think I saw. Can you share a little bit about you? Oh, sure. So my background is as a journalist. If you mean, if you want to go way back when I was a publicist to celebrities and a number of television stars And then I moved into journalism and became an on-camera talent myself and did a segment on ABC News for five years called Pop News with Penelope. So they were looking to tap into what I knew about celebrity. So all the while, I was like, this isn't what I want to talk about. But it was, you know, it was at the time the, you know, vehicle to learn a lot of on-camera experience which I definitely did. And I do recall during those times, always thinking, you know, why, what's the bigger picture? Why am I doing this? Of course, it was a huge opportunity to be able to do that. But for me, I just have this, you know, aching in my soul to contribute more to humanity. Um, Quite a pressure that I feel actually, and have my whole life, like there's something that I need to impart in this life. And I know what that is. And so I then moved, um, I'm still a journalist, obviously I'm an author, that's um, a part of journalism indeed, 
but I've moved into being able to fully work on every day, all day long, exactly what I want to to be doing and what that mission and that purpose is. And that is something called viral energy. And I think to your point, which you had mentioned that a lot of your listeners, a lot of people right now in the United States and around the world are feeling the heavy part of that viral energy. So just to touch on what viral energy is, because it's, you know, I know it's a new term for a lot of people, but it does sort of say, you know, it sounds like you're probably going to guess kind of what it is. And that is the contagious nature of energy. And that's in our social interactions and all the stuff around us. So we think of the news, we think of the political climate, but I also want to extrapolate that to underminers in our life. Um, I call them sappers, um, energy suckers, you know, people that we might have in our office space or a friend that's toxic and always calling, you know, complaining about her boyfriend or whatever that situation is. And those things are fine, but when you're around them, marinating in them, for chronic periods of time, it can lead to just this heaviness. And then if it really goes on, it can be chronic depression. So it is a, a serious thing to be looked at. And I just also, Michaela, want to point out the difference between the law of attraction, because we know the law of attraction. We've heard about the law of attraction for many years now. And the difference between that and viral energy. And so law of attraction, as we know, is like energy attracts to it like energy. So this pertains to what we're projecting outwardly. So it's our intentions and our thoughts. And these send out a particular wave of energy vibration, which indeed attracts to it its same, you know, its partner. So we know what that is. But viral energy is a little bit different. It's actually quite different. And it brings in the um, factor of osmosis. So even if you're not intending something or thinking something or even having a bad day, and then through osmosis, which is the process by which molecules pass through a semi-permeable membrane from an area of high concentration to an area of low concentration until they're equal on both sides. So just by kind of marinating in a certain vibe, whether that's light and positive or heavy and negative, we take that on. So we're soaking in it, we take it on. So that's the viral nature of of energy. And um, I know that there's a lot to talk about there. So I'll stop there for a minute. <laughs> and I think I, I think what I, I have so many different thoughts. The first one is that um, is more of what we could say conspiracy theory type thought that, um, you know, perhaps our government has been, um, you know, controlling our ability to tap into this energy, either with a narrative or with the kinds of toxins that are in our food and our drinking water and that sort of thing. Um, but even beyond that, I think that um, there are a lot of people right now that are starting to understand the concepts of energy as not a as not a woo-woo thing, but mm-hmm. as but as rather something that's actually very measurable. Um, and so I think that once we start to see energy as energy and not just as something that, oh, that's like an outer space thing or, you know, oh, that's what happens, but, you know, between when you put a battery in a flashlight or something. But when All you right. start to see it as that, you know, just the human body and I'm kind of tapping into a uh, recent meditation I listened to um, by Joe Dispenza, mm-hmm. uh, the healing of the energy centers. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is 
so much bigger when you really start to look at it and break humans down as nuclei, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the positive and negative ion um, f- fundamental functioning, you know. So oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think that uh, what's what has happened, at least I'm I'm witnessing, uh, is that 2020 has really slowed everybody down enough because we've been going, 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 slowing everybody down enough and, and maybe more time at home, maybe more time cooking and eating healthy and not grabbing stuff from the drive through and things like that. And, and slowly people are starting to realize the power of their own energy. Yes, there is a shift in consciousness and 2020 has done it to us on so many levels to a macro scale that we have never in our lifetime experienced this colliding of events. And, you know, you were saying about energy and one of the foundational things is, yes, it's not the stuff we're not talking about, the kind of energy that powers our lights, but it is our presence. And that presence, that energy is the fuel for everything that we create. So you think about uh, you, what are those influences around you? And is it putting off? I mean, you use the word negative just because it's an easy word for us to understand. But I do like to say heavy energy. So you've got, you know, pure light energy. And then when it's polluted and clouded, it becomes heavy energy. So it's like a clouding. You can think of it like a clouding of the sun. But to use the term negative. So let's say you're soaking in all this negativity, just allowing it through osmosis to just come into your world, come into your presence your internal vibration, that energy that is you, that's the energy that we're talking about. And so one of the things that's interesting that I've been experiencing lately um, is one, my meditations have become longer Mm -hmm. and more intense and it's harder to come back out of them (laughs) actually. Um, You know, where I used to feel fine with a 10 minute meditation, um, I'm finding myself 45 minutes to an hour and it seems like not enough, which oh, is, yeah. you know, and, and the intensity of them has been incredible. And by that, I'm talking, um, realizations, I'm talking, mm-hmm. um, you know, erythrial light, like just mm-hmm. iridescent light and uh, of all colors of all of, you know, really the chakra spe- spectrum, mm-hmm. um, And now what I've been experiencing more lately is uh, an intense, like almost, I'll call it a pain, because that's what it is in the 3D terms, um, in my neck. And just Mm -hmm. that whole brainstem right there, you know, just aching. And prior to that, I had a lot of uh, warbly sensations in my ears that I was blaming Mm -hmm. on the forest fire smoke where I live. Oh, yes. Um, but now starting to realize that it was the transition from the ringing that I've had for many years into the warbly is it's just part of this ascension process. And a lot of people may be thinking that sounds terrifying and I'm going to check out of this conversation mentally, you know, kind of a thing, but Mm -hmm. truly could you share from your perspective kind of what 5d ascension is about and how it's not something to be afraid of, but rather embrace Well, that is a term that you would have to educate me on a little bit. I think that it would be, um, in in my speak, perhaps a different term. Um, I think we're talking about what we're going through as a human population 
tell me what that is for you. And then I will be able to speak to it because it's actually not an area that um, is within the um, vernacular of what I speak of with viral energy. But I think we're oh, talking about the same thing. Yes, yes. So definitely 5D. Can you share a little bit just about the viral energy that you're talking about? Can you, can you kind of talk to that? Sure. So when we're talking about the news and the negativity in our political climate right now, we're in times that we've really never experienced before. So it's very palpable and it, you know, it brings us down. So as we soak in that energy, just in a very passive way, allowing it in, we're being um, very unmindful about this. And there comes a time that we have to kind of mitigate those things. So whether that is the negativity in the news or how much, you know, our television is on or perhaps something on social media. Everybody's really stressed out right now about politics and other factors in our life, other toxins, um, things going on with other people. So while it was their energy, now we're taking it on. Now it's becoming our energy. So just by being around it without mindfulness, without mitigating that, without saying, you know, whoa, <laughs> I need to it brings us down and why that should matter to us is that's always really the pivotal question. Okay, so what? So it brings us down. Well, it brings us down to where we are. You'd hear the saying being in flow, you know, I'm in flow with that or we're in flow together or I'm in flow with success or whatever that is. So this flow term actually comes from something and that is that energy flows on levels and through my research i have discovered seven levels that energy flows on and you go all the way to the bottom of what you would consider an experience of hell you know everything's really bad to very you know up higher 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 all the way to enlightenment so when you're in flow just visualize that you're in flow with consciousness you're in flow with uh, the level called awareness, which is somewhere a little bit north of in the middle. Wanting is kind of in the middle. So let's say you're in flow with, let's just say you're in flow with wanting. So that's what you have been uh, putting off. So you've been, um, your consciousness has put that off, but also you have allowed that in your um, your own vibration. So that's conditional relationships, overwhelmment. Achievement-driven successes, regret, concern, confusion, vanity, impatience, worry, desire, depression, boredom, hopefulness, uh, hopelessness, sorry. All of these things is the level of wanting. Well, you only get what you're in flow with. So let's say you're wanting experiences that are, you know, a purpose pursuit and open-mindedness and awareness and introspection and compassion and all of these wonderful things, well, you're, you don't have access to them because of where your own personal presence is. And your personal presence is that, you know, that whole thing that you're vibrating in. So you could think of it as an aura, but it's not exactly that, but you could think of it visually as an aura. So the energy that is, that is you and extends a little bit beyond your beingness. And you only have access with what you're in vibration with. So it does matter what we watch on the news. It does matter how much we listen to that, you know, drama friend who maybe is always just, you know, regurgitating all of their stuff on us. We need to be there for our friends and we need to be aware of what's going on in the world. But 
without some kind of mitigation and protecting ourselves, I like to say deflector shields up, <laughs> you know, without some sort of that, it lowers our flow, our vibrational level to a flow that we're not going to be able to access those things that we, you know, those higher experiences that we really want. Absolutely. And so completely along the same lines um, with what you said here, 3D being functioning in this kind of very earthly problem plane. So, you you know, getting caught up in what the news is saying, um, having fear about illness and finances and all of these various different things. Um, And then what would be considered 5D would be elevating your consciousness to a space above that to know that that we are beings of light, that we are endless and forever, uh, all a part of our human experience, uh, but that we have the ability through thought to change our experience. And I recently posted on my Instagram, and I because there's these these terms are being thrown around, and I said, mm-hmm. uh, "Woke, realizing that you've been controlled by a dark narrative, awaken." realizing you are in control of raising your consciousness and manifesting the greatest good. Oh, I like that. different. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, very similar. Um, I would say that viral energy also in terms of in addition to um, consciousness and raising consciousness, it's also taking action. So the physical things that we can do even in our environment. So you can look at your home environment or your work environment, your office space, and you can you know, create in that space for it to feel lighter, more positive rather than Is there a bunch of, you know, clutter on your desk and does that bog you down, you know, emotionally, mentally? So there are, you know, the things that you take action that are, you know, is also part of that ascension in the case of the viral energy, you know, the seven stratas of how energy um, flow and the seven consciousness strata. So very similar. Yes. And as you're describing energy, I'm still looking at this space thinking, oh, this needs to be fixed. (laughs) It's um, it's interesting because how just little shifts in space. I mean, if we're just looking at energy from a physical movement standpoint, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. bouncing Mm -hmm. off the walls and things like that. Um, I spaces where things get hung up or spaces where things don't feel right. I mean, both spiritually and actually physically, you know, exactly. Um, Yes. I had, I have had this experience numerous times now, and I actually spoke of this on, on this podcast earlier this year, um, in working with, a a metaphysical, uh, woman on the podcast. And I was saying that I often, when the, when the day is just right, I, I, I don't really all what can often Mm-hmm. And some people might say, oh, that's just humidity in the air, or dust particles or smoke. But, th- but the point is, 
correct. <laughs> I can see the energy moving, right? Even if it is a dust particle of energy, that's still energy. Oh, and I believe you can. You're a person who does a lot of meditation. And as you've been doing these longer meditations, I had sensed as you were talking and could visually see in my mind's eye, you connecting to your higher self wisdom. So the more that we do that, and in in my book, The Magic of Viral Energy, I call that osmotic energy balancing. So the more that you connect to those perfect energies, which you do through one modality is the meditation, the more you are opening up your sixth sense. So I'm not the least bit surprised. Of course, you would be starting to experience more of those tapping into those actually dormant and hidden talents that we all have. And that would be a natural outcome of the meditations that you've been doing. So I'm not the least bit surprised. Thank you for that affirmation that I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, you're not. But you know, we can see our energy too. You started off by saying that this isn't all that woohoo anymore to talk about energy. And it's not, it's actually such a common part now of our vernacular for everybody, even people in mainstream media to be talking about these things. And at some point we get to this tipping point where we can't deny it anymore. But speaking of energy and seeing energy, if you just put your fingertips together with a dark background in the background and you do that for a little while, you can see almost like little swirls of energy between your. So there are ways to measure it. You spoke also earlier about measuring and in quantum physics, energy is measured and it is a real thing and so you're now seeing that energy is just a more developed um of what you know we can all do so you've just been developing those senses and what's beautiful about it for anyone who may be listening and hasn't seen it it is it is completely wild mm -hmm. and also completely in synchronicity and flow Mm -hmm. it, it's truly spectacular. Like it's really neat to see. It looks so random, but then as you watch it, everything is just moving so synergistically and, and with such intention, it's really amazing. It's really an incredible thing. And I've often talked about Qigong on this podcast because Qigong is one of those time, one of those experiences, I believe where you can really feel it. And you can take somebody who has no experience in, in terms of working with energy or anything like that. Um, and you can do a five minute Qigong with them. And pretty soon they can feel their energy so palpable in between their hands. They feel as if they're holding a basketball. Oh yes. So hey. I, I love Qigong for anybody who's listening. That's thinking, you know, I am curious about this. That's a great tool. Absolutely. And the practitioner that's helping with it, their energy contributes to that experience as well, kind of the, you know, generator amplifying. So that's a really, that's another form of viral energy. So kind of migrating to what I was speaking of earlier, because you mentioned it again here is this ideal idea of the pineal gland, pineal gland, uh, third eye chakra, um, you know, which would be the sixth chakra in in the dimensions and i think what i've done a tremendous amount of research on this in the past month um i'm a book reader i i, I rarely have the television on rarely uh, and i'm i'm just a complete and total book nerd so for me um it, really important to be connecting with uh people who have done 
you know, these kinds of research and this kind of research and have shared their stories and things like that. Um, and I do believe it's also one of the last areas that has been kind of untouched by a more controlling narrative. Um, but the pineal gland is calcified by fluoride. And if you've ever been to the dentist, you know, they're pushing that fluoride on you. In many, in many counties and cities across America, there's fluoride in the water. Mm-hmm. And I so saw that's a conspiracy. <laughs> that it's in the water. Oh yeah, I mean, I grew up where they they used to put fluoride flor, uh, fluoride in the water, and we see now that there are a lot of negative health, um, you know, um, ramifications of that. So, yeah, so it's practice. Correct. For me, the county that I grew up in uh, does uh, did does have fluoride in the water and I believe it still does. Yes. Um, however, the, um, the, the bigger kind of thing there is that the pineal gland is a great, is a great, uh, way to tap in, um, energy thought or, you know, that 5d thought and when you see what fluoride does the, to the pineal gland, it actually takes this beautiful op- opaque, tr- you know, gland and, and literally crusts it over. And you can see it on the internet. They have, there's, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, you can't believe everything on the internet, but you can see pictures of what can happen with fluoride. And so I think what I, where I was going with that is regardless of whether it's in your water or not in your water, or regardless of whether you've had dental work and had it, um, other things too can also, you know, impact it because it doesn't have that blood, uh, the blood brain barrier. Mm -hmm. And so there are many things that you can do to cleanse, you know, detox your body, um, cellularly so that you can be more receptive and open to coming out of these negative thought processes and kind of coming into a higher level of consciousness. I think that's what our, that's where I was going with that. Absolutely. I, w- I call that sublux, sublux, subluxations. That's a hard word. So in chiropractic medicine, they speak of subluxations. And these are when, so your spine is meant to carry all the information of your nervous system from your brain to all your organs and parts of your body. And when it's subluxated, that's kind of like a kink. So think of a garden hose and it has a kink. So that's a subluxation. So all of these things, whether it be the environmental toxins, as you're speaking of fluoride in the water or the energetic toxins, which really have a very similar effect in the body. And in fact, our brain, which is the most amazing drugstore in the world, can turn emotions into tangible things and release into our body different hormones that are then also a physical manifestation. So all of these things could be, you know, fear hormones, stress hormones, etc. And that could end up in these parts of your body you spoke of having a kink in your neck. And so these things are all, you know, the subluxations to our good health. So yes, you know, the modalities to clear that, um, obviously, you do have the mechanical, which would be chiropractic work. 
But there's also the energetic ways of releasing those subluxations. And again, meditation would be one of them. Balancing your energy with nature. Just go sit in nature. You know, a walk on the beach is meditation. It doesn't have to be a specific thing. And I think a lot of people who might be new to meditation maybe don't know if they're doing it right. And just sitting quietly could be a meditation. Walk on the I do like to remind people that nature is already vibrating perfectly. So it does that perfectly. So if you spend a couple of hours in a forest, you're picking up the energy of that forest. And because the forest will vibrate at a more concentrated level than, you know, little old you, you will take on the vibration of nature rather than the other way around. And that's where the osmosis comes in. So that's an example, just one thing that you can do to look at those, those toxins. I, I love that. And the other the other kind of component to that, too, is and we've often had, um, you know, talked about meditation on here and and on this podcast and, and all the beautiful things that you described. Um, and one of them that I've been tapping into more, which I think it can really simplify the process, is simply putting on um, some 432 hertz music. Yeah. And Apple Music, if you just type 432, it'll come right up. It'll it, and you know, and there's uh, various different ones. Native American flute music um, naturally is at 432 hertz. And if you put on that music, uh, you know, and just let go of thought. Mm-hmm. The the vibration of the music does the work, which is pretty powerful, I think. I've always it's so powerful. Sound healing is a pretty tremendous thing. I have um one of the courses through my viral energy institute is a sound therapy called a sound bomb, and it's titled Earth's Voice. And it's meant to be twofold. It's healing for our bodies, but it's also a contemplation for the wellness of Mother Earth. And we need that in these times of, you know, um, global warming and just, you know, even for people who don't believe in global warming and that it's just cycles that the Earth goes through. You can believe in pollution. You can see the plastic in our oceans. And so this sound vibration is a healing for mother earth something that if we all do together collectively it is again that shared that viral energy but it's also a self-healing so when you speak of the sound vibration in particular sound vibrations that really resonates with the work that i do and it's funny that you say that because so my son and i are doing a sound healing on wednesday and i'm doing a sound bath with my sister-in-law on sunday yeah so two two sound healings this week because it just really feels like, like I said earlier, I, I, I'm needing more every day. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's interesting because it's so tangible, isn't it? So, you know, you think sound, well, it's not something you can see, but it has a real effect on you. Like you feel it, you feel the difference. It's very tangible. It absolutely is. It truly is. Um, share with me a little bit about where can people connect with you? How can they get your book? Yes. So I have four books out this year. So it's been a busy time. And all all of everything that I do is linked to PenelopeGeneHayes.com. And that's just my full name.com. And there it's also linked to the Viral Energy Institute, which has its own website site, just ViralEnergyInstitute.com. But everything's found on my original website and it can all be linked there. 
and lots of good stuff, books and courses and connecting and it's all there, all my social media. That's beautiful. And I will definitely put that in the show notes as well. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we go? Well, I thank you for this opportunity. It's been really great to speak to you. You're a very enlightened soul. I can sense that. And I appreciate you going with the flow of this conversation because it could not have been more apropos for us to go with the flow as we're talking about that. So I thank you, Michaela, for for being you and for this opportunity to connect with you today. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Penelope. And I and I'm glad that you um, could appreciate that how I was feeling inspired to just kind of let go of the questions and listen and receive and go from there. And um, I think it was just a beautiful conversation. Uh, loved, loved tapping into that. And thank you so much for sending light to this space that I am now about to start moving. Things <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.